Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. everybody and welcome to season three episode 19 of the creative exponent podcast and today we're talking about getting published and we're talking I about that to go, do, 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 do. i don't know why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why. well and we'll talk about how because i think there are a lot of people who are like oh i want to write a book and yeah. i think that's a great goal to have and we'll kind of talk about like maybe yeah. kind of where that's coming from and stuff um, but it's, I think it's one of those things like, um, like it, you end up with a whole lot more than you bargained for. So we you just sure want to kind of, so we just want to talk about that process, but yeah. also we're talking about that because the day that this podcast release is the launch day for my book, Woo-hoo. it's called feels like home. <laughs> so if you haven't it is ordered beautiful. it, it is beautiful, order it, order it, order it. I'm, I told her, I texted her the night that I got it. It is such a, um, here's the thing. I don't read decorating books a lot, which is what I told Marion, but like I'm enjoying reading this book. So it's also, here's why I like it. Okay. And this is not like a podcast to promote her book, but we're just going with this for now. But, um, (laughs) I, what I like about it is that this is such a typical, like, I hate to say problem, but problem, you know, we are in these, Um, pretty builder basic homes and there's not a lot of like hundred year old you know trim in the house and all these beautiful chippy doors and it's like for some of us that you know like for me at this current stage in my life I kind of like that clean sort of mm, contemporary feeling but there was a time when that would have been a no-go for me you know so Mm -hmm. and I would have wanted to infuse all that character and I like and I've always liked this about her and her writing style on the blog, I like that she embraces and encourages everybody to embrace, um, you know, listening to their home and doing this over time. And it's not, everything doesn't have to be a one weekend project, you know, room makeover, because that's really not how home, you know, works. Even though that's what she does for a living, you know, or part of it, it's, it's still a process. So it's just, Pictures are beautiful, the cover's beautiful, the writing is great, um, and it's just approachable and relatable. So, bravo you. So, go by. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm really proud of it. I'm yes, very, you, should be. you know, there are some things and, and I don't say that lightly because there are projects that I yeah. do. I mean, you know, Sean, there are yeah. projects <laughs> we've both done that we're like, uh, okay, not really. maybe not my best. Yeah. Probably should have said no to that one. Um, <laughs> can we put that in a folder somewhere? Like, yes. Can we just burn all that? Let's right. <laughs> never talk about it again. Um, but this is one of those um, mm-hmm. projects that I'm like, I feel like it's some of the best work I've done. So yeah. it's good to hear it well-received. Yes. Um, talking about things being well-received also, I did get a wonderful um, comment from someone on our podcast last week about uh-huh. hitting a life wall. How, yeah. um, And I, I think, I, I remember after I was editing it and thinking like, man, I, I hope like Sean and I aren't the only two people there. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else is like, no. what are you two talking about? And it wasn't that at all. I actually got no. several comments me from too. people who said, like, this just gave me permission to mm-hmm. really, um, I don't know, kind of be okay with where I am and yeah. be gentle with myself. To say and- that life is hard sometimes and it gets in the way of yeah. a lot. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I was I was really encouraged by it, by the response. So yeah. thank you guys. So if you didn't listen to that, go go listen yeah. to it. It's a yep. good, especially if you're in that place where you're like, man, life wall. That describes yeah. that describes me where I'm at right now. <laughs> um, then then go listen to it. We hope right. it'll be an encouragement. But so today we're talking about getting published, and yeah. so we both have had books. Mm-hmm. Well, we've published in a variety of ways. So yep. we'll talk about all of those different ways. There's publishing with a traditional publishing house. Mm-hmm. There is publishing an ebook where you sell that, uh, you know, on your own through your website or blog. Um, Shauna had a, like a rockin' <laughs> ebook years ago. I did. It was a uh, good choice. 
Yeah. And um, and then self-publishing, which I've done. Have yeah. you ever self-published? Mm-mm. I mean, other no. than the e-books, you know, yeah, that was the only. Right. But I mean, yeah. like, where you print print Bound. something up no. yourself. And Mm-mm. OK, so I've done but self-publishing. I'm kind of looking into that. I'm, I'm looking into that currently. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So there's self-publishing and I don't know, am I missing other, any other kind of publishing? I think that's mm-hmm. kind of ebook, self-publishing or yep. traditional publishing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's new things that are, I'm probably missing. Like yes, the, newfangled, know, like bit, a super bit, obvious one we don't publishing know. Or right. <laughs> You're welcome, uh, But we're everyone. just like old ladies, so. Yeah. <laughs> So, not really, but I don't know, Gen X, so I guess we're becoming a little bit more um, irrelevant, but anyway. I think I'm technically a millennial. Are you a millennial? Okay, that makes sense. You're a few years younger than me. Just on the cusp. So, what Mm. I've seen is that I was born in 1978, and that 1978 is, I guess, between 78 and 80 is kind of like the line. Yeah. So, but I think... I'm culturally much more of like a very young Gen Xer, yeah. not uh, not a millennial. Uh, yeah, me too. Even yeah. though I was 82, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll just okay. We'll just call ourselves astrology Gen next, <laughs> right? Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I want to say first of all with this that you do not have to be published to be a writer or to consider yes. yourself a writer. And there are also, I'll say this as well, a lot of people who are published authors yeah. and have books who are not writers. <laughs> they have a Correct. published book because simply who they are, yeah. you know, it's it's a it's basically a money maker and they uh-huh. have either a massive amount of help or they have a ghostwriter. And right. so I don't What I don't want you to do is if writing a book and having a published book Mm -hmm. is like it's a it's a major goal in your life and you feel like because you haven't done it yet or maybe you've done it and it hasn't been the way you want it to be done. Yeah, um, that that doesn't mean that you're not a writer. If you write, then you're a writer, writer. whether anyone else recognizes that or wants to publish your book. Um, So I think that's the first thing I want to put out there is it's Mm -hmm. just Sean and I have both both published books and it's not the it's not the end all be all. It's not like, okay, well, now I've now I've made it. Right. (laughs) Well, we talked about this at some point. But, you know, when I was a little girl, you know, my little dream that was just tucked away in my heart, but I never would really just say out loud or maybe I did to my parents. But, you know, it was if I just can publish a book, you know, if I just mm-hmm. can, I want to write a book and I want someone to publish it, not me, you know, um, you know, then, then I'll have done it. And it's yeah. like, and I did celebrate it big and I was very proud of it, you know, and I still am proud of it, but by no means did I at that point feel like, well, then it's that I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, when <laughs> when are we doing this thing again? I want to, you know, or let me do something different. Let me, you know, so yeah, it's not, you know, no dream, no one dream is going to just be the, that's that's just a lie that we kind of, you know, believe about success or about recognition or if I do this, then my work is legitimate. If I don't, it's not, you know, those are all, you know, lies that we tend to kind of fall fall into and it's you're, you'll move on to the next new thing the next thing yeah. that you want to do and you'll not forget about that necessarily it'll still be something that you treasure or that's important but you know hopefully you'll be in a place where you keep wanting to do new things and write more books and you know all that all that stuff so yeah it's it would be a mistake to feel like the only way to feel like a legitimate writer is to be a published writer that's um yeah. Yeah, that's just not, it's not true. It's not yeah. true. Well, and I think, so, so this is on the, the very, you know, top end of the spectrum, someone who has the best-selling books of all times. Yeah. You look at J.K. Rowling and yeah. you think, well, she can really just sit back and like, sure. like her work is definitely done and mm-hmm. she is set. But she still is writing books and yeah. writing books that aren't about Harry Potter or that aren't yeah. about, you know, she's 
she is still a writer and that yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of level of success and recognition yeah. that she achieved, that's still coming out of her. So mm-hmm. I, I think, and then the same thing is true for the person who yeah. has been trying to get picked up by a literary agent. Yeah. Maybe you're even just scared to take that step. Yep. Someone who just dreams of, of holding that book and um, and you're kind of at that place where you're just writing, 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 mm-hmm. like both both ends of that spectrum are writers. So I I hope that's encouraging for you. And as we're talking about being published, it's not like that's like, that has to be your goal if you're a writer. Cause it just, it just doesn't, that's just not true. No, no, no. And I think too, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say like, funny enough, you know, my course today came out with, um, on Gene Oliver. And that's one of the sort of the themes is about, you know, it's not a writing course. It's not how to write and compose a paragraph. But, it, you know, writing, I want to say this because obviously every one of you guys that's listening, you know, you're not what you would consider. I'm not a writer, you know. But writing is such a powerful tool for your creative work, you know, for running a business, for, I don't know, those morning pages, you know, Julia Cameron and The Artist Way, that's a big deal. And I mean, all kinds of people have gone through that course, you know, from CEOs to accountants to, you know, painters and sculptors and being able to communicate and to express sort of what's happening, what you're facing, your challenges, um, things that really bring meaning and impact to you. I would encourage you to, um, to play with writing, even if you don't consider yourself a writer journal just stream of consciousness it really opens up a lot of it clears negativity out for you to start your day and it kind of is a great way to just sort of brain dump a lot of things out um sometimes I struggle with doing that daily um just that stream of consciousness thing I get kind of like oh I cannot possibly do that for three more pages (laughs) but (laughs) Um, but you know, even a page a day or do it three or four times a week, you know, it's such a great way to clear out space for what it is that you do, whether it's in a corporate world or it's, um, you know, it is in some kind of creative line of work. So that's just a note on writing. Anyway, I know that we're talking about getting published, but not everybody listening wants to be a published writer. So um, that's just a note. It's a worthy practice, no matter what your craft is, really. Yeah. So, and that's anyway. a good point that working on your writing will help just with communicating anything. It oh, just yeah. is such a, I mean, that's why reading and writing are such a cornerstone of education because yep. it's such an important way to be able to, to communicate. So yeah. if you want to be, uh, if you want to get published, like yeah. the best, I think there are two main pieces of advice, but the number one is of course, write. You yeah. have to write a lot a and lot. you have to write stuff that's terrible and stuff that's great. <laughs> and, yes. uh, you know, you just write, um, consistently. And I think actually I did this kind of unintentionally through a blog yeah. that I ended up writing every single day, basically right. writing a you know, kind of an essay yeah. every single day. And sometimes yeah. those are, sometimes it's like 3,000 words or 6,000 yeah. words. And then sometimes it's, you know, five yeah. to 700. But every day I'm writing yeah. um, an essay and I've yeah. written um, over 3,500 blog yeah. posts. And then on top yeah. of that, um, over... Freelance articles. Yeah, over 150 articles for HGTV.com. Yeah. And then plus yeah. just, you know, writing writing, um, copy for things. So, and that helped my writing more than anything Anything. else. I sort of found my writing style in it. And, um, and I can tell from earlier blog posts that Mm -hmm. my writing has gotten stronger, just the communication and humor and, you know, timing and telling a story that has an arc and comes to some sort of an ending. Um, and that was really just from yeah. To just doing it every day. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty crucial. And there were, you know, there was a time after um, leaving blogging, and I've told you this before, I still wrote, you know, I still mm-hmm. wrote. And it was, um, you know, just for me and, and just for, for myself so that I could know that I was still, I don't know, dipping my toes in that water, um, you know, but it, there's nothing that will teach you more, you know, than writing. And really nothing that will teach I'm learning right now. (laughs) 
Um, this is worth worth noting, um, and I put it under this section. You you want to, if you want to be published. Now, if you don't and you just want to write for yourself, then hey, you write about all kinds of things, and that's fine. But I think it's worth noting. You want to write around the topics that you want to be known for. You want to write around, you know, so for Marion, that never really shifted through the years. That was about her home and about, um, you know, being inspired and encouraged and building a place that you love that feels like home. Hashtag her book. Um, You know, (laughs) um, (laughs) shameless plugs. Uh, You know what I mean? So that that's what she's known for. it, it was funny after talking to a quite, and I told Marion this fancy schmancy literary agent on the phone a few um, couple months ago. You know, he said, "Look, like the writing is there, but you are not established in the kind of writing you want to do now. Now, if you want to publish a home decor book, I'm all over it. That's fine. But if you want to write a memoir, you got to write like you're writing memoirs. You know." Um, and so that's, that's worth noting, you know, that really only kind of like Marion said, I mean, you know, I don't know, let me think of some, a person, I mean, Britney Spears or like, (laughs) it shows my age or like Scarlett Johansson, or they get to write about whatever they want to write about. You know what I mean? They can write about. I was going to say, I have to see where you're going with Britney Spears coming up in a. Right. I know. (laughs) Exactly. But like, you know what I'm saying? Or, uh, you know, obviously like a pro athlete, they get to write a book about whatever they feel like talking about because there's enough numbers. We can talk about diet this week and wellness. And next week we can tell the story of our childhood and it's going to sell a million copies and that's it. Bing, bang, boom. So unless you're one of those people, (laughs) um, you have to build a portfolio of work around the style that you want to, you want to be published in, you know, and I'm learning that now as I want to work to publishing my second published book. You don't get to just transition, you know, it's not super simple. You can't just transition over into a whole new world overnight. You've got to build a portfolio up and submit articles and it's, it can be an arduous process. And that's why, that's why writing a lot is important because you can do that for you even on the days when you're not having to fool with that part, like getting a no, like, no, we don't need this article right now. Or if you tweak this, then it would be a better one. Or it's got to come from a place like I'm a writer, whether I'm ever published again or not. And I will be till I'm dead, you know, Yeah. Um, hands down, you know, I'll be journaling in a book. That's, there's a reason there's 37 in this office right now. There's a reason my kids, you know, know that that's what I love and, and that's what I do and that I write them things and send them, you know, so I think Marion's right. You just have to write and you can't, you have to trust the practice of just doing that all the time. And I would say if you can daily, um, especially if you want to get published, uh, it's, yeah, because you will, you'll learn so much about yourself and about um, the style in which you want to communicate. And you'll learn that, like for me, I learned that I use the word that entirely too much. You don't need that. <laughs> Remove it as much as you can. You know what I mean? Remove yep. it as much as you can. <laughs> um, you know, and just little little things like that. Um, you know, so it to, to make yourself a more impactful writer. It's, you know, and I think, of course, we would both say, you know, have somebody that's your cheerleader that reads things, that gives you notes and feedback, even in the early days of doing that, you know, that can help you kind of hone things in. Of course, there's services and apps that can spit grammatical stuff back out at you. But I would say focus more on the feeling of the writing and your style in writing first, not whether or not you space once after a period or twice. It's once, by the way. Don't, you know, (laughs) it is. I I just have to disagree with you, Sean. (laughs) It is once. I'm a double spacer. I used to be too, <laughs> until the guy at the New York Times said, uh, one space after a period now. <laughs> Don't double space. I, I was think, like, what? I think my book is all double spaced after period. I think, Maybe uh, it's different with different mediums. Yeah. 
It's crazy. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if that's something that can be undone at this point <laughs> <No>. for me. <laughs> I think in your book it's all set. <laughs> we'll we'll see how that how that one goes. But, I doubt um, you get any any rough feedback for that. I think you'll I don't be know. Fine. That is funny. But on on the topic of grammar and spelling and all that, I always like okay for. Christmas one year when I was in high school, my parents got me a sweatshirt that said bad spellers of the world untie. <laughs> and, uh, and because that was a real thing, I used yeah. to ask my mom to get like beagles at the grocery store oh. <laughs> instead of bagels. And, um, there were just so many words I had trouble with yeah. and, um, and that was into adulthood. And I finally yeah. was, this was before spell check was widely, you know, yeah. available in email and I finally was like, okay, being a bad speller isn't funny anymore when yeah. I'm in like the business world sure. and sending emails, it it's not funny. And, mm -hmm. and so I'm going to have a dictionary on my desk and anytime yeah. I'm not absolutely 100% that I'm spelling a word right, I'm going to look it up. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. And I did that, uh, for a few years and yeah. then spell check came in and I actually would make sure I would try to get the spelling right uh -huh. instead of just letting yeah. spell check fix everything. Um, and I, and I became a better speller. It's still yeah. not my, I'm not like, Hey, that you want to know my super yeah. talents, uh, spelling is, my, is not one of them. And grammar is not one of them power. either. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, don't let those things get in your way. If you're like, well, but I'm not a great speller. It's like, okay, fine. Doesn't matter. That's no. what editors are for. That's right. Uh, that's what lots of editors and copywriters are that's for right. and proofreaders and all of that. That's um, right. They'll make sure that you don't yeah. have misspelled words, uh, but it's more about can you communicate an idea through words? Yeah. And it it's comforting to me when I look back at some of the most renowned writers and poets, and mm -hmm. they just threw a lot of gra grammar rules and rules oh, of yeah. poetry and how things should be all out the window. And that's all a part of what made them great is that they, yep. they didn't allow themselves to be bound by that. Yep. So anyway, number one is right. And number two would be you need to grow an audience. And I think for, yeah. especially for people I know, you're like, I just want to be alone and just write. <laughs> and like right. hearing that you have to grow your audience is like, yeah. no. Oh, but you do, you no, do. No, but you do. And I think a good book that might encourage you in that is um, Austin Kleon's Show Your Work. And it yeah. ta really talks about that, about the importance of share putting your work out in the world in yeah. some way, shape, or yeah. form, whether it's – and what's wonderful is there are so many ways now to do that. That's right. It can be through so many different social media platforms. Yeah. You can pick the mediums and the platform that feels yeah. like – the culture of that platform is right for you yeah. and the kind of people you want to reach. And, um, and man, there's a niche for everybody. And there yeah. are people out there who love that niche. I actually on YouTube started following this girl. Her name is Bernadette Banner, who she just is passionate about Victorian era, um, clothing. I believe mm -hmm. she has her degree in that as well. And so she like critiques movie costumes and stuff yeah. and she, and she makes her own. Yeah you know, Victorian um, era outfits and, you know, all of this stuff. And it's like, if someone had said, I have this idea and I, th I, yeah. I would be like, oh man, I don't know how many people are going <laughs> to watch right. that. And she's like millions of That's followers. Crazy. So it's, so right. don't talk yourself into like, nobody's into my niche or yep. I'm not going to be able to build an audience because there aren't enough people about yep. it. It's like, are you a human being? Do you have something you're interested in? Do you have yep. a story? Well then there's yep. going to be a niche out there for you. So yes, there will be, but, but an audience matters because it does. Um, it doesn't matter how wonderful people think your book is. Yeah. Um, it's, can we make money selling it? And yeah. that's where, you know, if you're going to work with a publishing house, it is a, it gets filtered through not only people who appreciate your writing and the mm -hmm. art and the story, but then it gets filtered through people who all they are looking at is the bottom line. Yep. Will how this many be people, profitable? Yep. How yep. many people's hands can we get it in? Period. Yes. That's and it. if it will not be profitable, we will not publish it. Yep. Yep. It's a <laughs> so, different world now, you know? It's tough. Yeah. I mean, it is a tough entry for sure. So yeah, it's that's why, you know, and most people would tell you that are that are writing coaches, they would tell you start a blog. You can do that for free. You can write yep. every day and publish and build an audience 
and build content and you're working towards your goal, you know, um, as you do it. So you're sharing the work, you're not just writing for yourself and you're building that audience, you know, at the same time. So, um, there's value. When you do put a proposal together to pitch your book and shop your book around, that's, that's a part of the proposal is how many followers do you have? How many people are subscribed to your newsletter? Because having an established audience really does um, help to meet that uh, that question of is this is mm-hmm. this book marketable? Because if you have an audience of a certain size and they can say, well, we we yeah. bet that one percent or two percent mm-hmm. of your followers will buy your book, we'll buy it. yeah, then we can gauge. Okay, this is this is how many copies we can pretty much bank on being sold. So therefore, right. this is what we can invest in the book. This is what we can give you for an advance. So growing your audience really matters. And I think if you're not getting any interest from anyone or, um, you can't get people to return your calls or emails, just focus on writing and growing your audience. Mm -hmm. And that's going to definitely help you out with getting published with a traditional publishing house. If that's the route that you want to go. So let's talk about, we'll talk about different ways of publishing, but let's also talk about working with a literary agent versus, Mm -hmm just going on your own. So did you, for your book, did you have a literary agent or was that just directly with the publisher? It was directly with the publisher. Um, yeah. So mine first for, my first one was like that too, yeah. um, was just directly yeah. with the publisher. And then now yeah. this book is with, um, with an agent a, was through a literary agent. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's your thought on, um, going without an agent and, you know, would you have, done that differently or uh you know I probably would now just because again now the competition for finding the right publisher matters even more you know I think now it's probably pretty important to have one um because their job is to fight for you and to fight for your um you know what you want the book to look like to feel like how you want to write it you know um how much you know how much of a, you know, a payout do you get up front? How much are your, you know, the royalties? Um, they're, because the better you do, the better they do, you know? Um, so, I mean, I, I think now, especially now that there are so many publishing houses and so many of the premier ones are, you know, because, okay, let's, this is just true. Celebrity has really made the publishing world very difficult to enter into because there is already such an established group of people, you know, on the planet who are people want to hear from. They want to read their books and watch their documentaries and, you know, all that stuff. So it's made just putting together a little book and shipping it out. You know, I think about Julie and Julia, you know, that movie and watching that process Mm. of her, um, you know, getting, uh, what is it called? I can't even remember the book. Mastering the Art of French Cooking, you know, the, her first cookbook. You know, it's like that. We don't do that now. You don't send in your book, you know, all over to all these little publishing houses. You've got to get a connection and a foot in the door. Now, do I think that sometimes occasionally luck or meeting the right person could strike and you could find yourself in a meeting with a publisher directly. Sure, I do. And and that does save some steps. Um, but now I would probably question, even if that did just smack me in the forehead, I would probably question, but could I have gotten a, a better deal or better representation if I had an agent, you know, which I'm sure that was probably your experience this last time too. So, um, yeah. So the first time, um, the first book, the publishing house reached out to me yeah and I mean I I'm just like I'm just happy to be here like I'm just I'll do whatever you (laughs) want I you can pay me whatever you want I am just happy to be here um and so I had asked them at one point should I should I get a literary agent and they said well the point of a literary agent is really to get you this offer and we're giving Uh you an offer directly so you know, it's up to you if you want to or not, but, you know, we would say you probably don't need to. So I I don't regret not having a literary agent at that point, but I will say, I think a literary agent probably would have, um, you know, just made sure that the contract was 
the best it could be. And, and I think it was fair, certainly for a full-time author and all. So, you know, I, again, I don't, I don't have any regrets about that, but when I wanted to do a book again, so interesting thing. So the book, the publishing house that I published with ended up being bought out and like most of the people I worked with left. And so it ended Uh up being kind of like having a conversation about a second book, just never really materialized. And, and I, I was actually, I think that ended up being a real blessing for me because I had really poured myself out on the first book. It had been a, Mm -hmm. just a very tiring experience. I still had little kids. I was still trying to be an antiques dealer. So I had all of this stuff going on and, um, I just was not ready to do another book at that time, but about three years ago or so, I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to do another book. And I feel very like full of new things to say. I have more of a vision for what I want it to be. I feel like I'm a stronger writer. And so I, I really wanted to work with a literary agent this time, Mm -hmm. someone who could represent me, get the best deal. And it really, I mean, the difference between working with a literary agent and not, I mean, I, I was able to talk Mm -hmm. to four different publishing houses. She was able to get me an amazing offer. Um, the, publishing house I'm working with now is an imprint of Hachette Books, who is just yeah. like a behemoth. And yeah. I mean, and it has been the entire process because I had somebody like fighting for me right in the beginning of what uh-huh. my vision was. Then they brought me on because they yeah. loved my vision. And then so the whole book process was like yeah. an easy, delightful, wonderful process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which in my experience with other books is, is not always the case. Yeah. I mean, it's usually it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a process. There's a push and pull and give and take, yeah. and there's always going to be some of that, but how much of that happens, I think depends a lot on making yeah. sure that the vision up front is very yeah. clear. And yeah. when I was pitching my first book, it really was kind of like, well, what, I'll write what, what do you we want do? me to write? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm right. just, I'm just new at I'm all this. <laughs> and I think that that was to the detriment of the book that I, yeah. I wasn't, I didn't have a clear vision I was fighting for. And that was on, that was on me. That was immaturity sure. on my part and all. Um, I still love how it turned out. It's still sure. a special book and I, and I love it. And the people I worked with were wonderful. Yeah. They did a beautiful job with the book but for me the process was harder Harder. because I had to learn so much as I was going and um, there wasn't this super crystal clear vision going into it yeah so let's talk about then like self-publishing ebooks versus being published with a publishing house kind of what are you know Mm, advantages disadvantages differences It's a um, weird thing now, especially with, you know, as you get on Instagram, um, you know, there are so many writers and so many, uh, you know, what I would call poets, right? You know, they're sharing these little short um, sonnets or just quotes, you know what I mean? There's a ton of writing like that. And I would say, you know, a lot of them in the beginning, they'll they'll publish their own, you know, their own books because mm-hmm. they just... They can. They've got a big enough following. So um, I don't think that there is a huge advantage. What's this is going to sound bad. <laughs> I'm going to like stab myself in the foot with publishing. <laughs> I want to be published again because to me, that feels like a goal that matters. You know, it's important yeah. to me. But is it really the publisher that pushes the sales or is it the audience? I think it's both, you know, but I do think with, if you have a huge, you know, like that RM Drake on Instagram, you know, he's got however many millions of followers. And I'm pretty certain at this point, he doesn't even publish um, with a publishing house anymore. He just binds his books and sells them because why not? You know, he can make all the the profit on it, and um, there's no, he doesn't have to promote much. He's got enough numbers that it just sells, so he doesn't yeah. have to go through that process. But I do think for the majority of people, a publishing house is going to put you in the right rooms, you know? It's going to, just like with this one, you know, getting on, you know, Good Morning America, you know, that's 
for you. You know, that's a, that wouldn't have happened probably if you had just self-published. So I think, I think the benefit to creating an ebook or a self-published book is a good, it depends on your goals. You know, it depends on your goals. Um, If like for me, that could be a nice in-between step right now. Like when I get weary of, uh, of submitting things that don't really fit or it's not what somebody's looking for, um, blogging and, and doing something like that, that's a nice way to say, you know what, here's my work and now it's in the world. Um, it's kind of a boost, you know, but I don't think I'm disillusioned to the fact that that's not going to be the, the thing that probably brings in the most income or the most exposure, um, connects the most people with my words. So, um, that was rambly, but I think there are pluses and, and negatives to, to both. Um, but well, when it came and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, so going back to like your ebook that you released that was on furniture painting, uh, versus the book, the home decor book uh-huh. that you released the $50 home makeover. Yeah. Did you, did you make more on your ebook than you did on the physical book oh, yeah. the publishing house? Yeah. So, yeah. so financially that ended up yeah. being just a better move for you at that time. Yeah. Even as as an ebook as yeah. opposed to, to having it published by mm-hmm. a publishing house at that mm-hmm. time. Now at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Different stages and different, yeah. you know, as your audience grows that the kind of advance and yeah. royalties you can get can definitely change. But, yeah. but that is interesting to note that it's not yeah. only, you know, it's worth it's looking into like, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like depending on the size of your audience and, the style of your writing and um, and how quickly you want it to happen. You know, maybe there's some momentum right now around your work um, and you feel like if you could just get it done quickly, you know, I mean, checking what the advance would be, the royalty percentages, all that stuff, you know, what would, is it going to wind up really being a wash? If so, and you got a big old audience, go for it. I mean, you know, go for it. It's certainly not going to hurt you getting published later, you know, to self-publish a right. book. It's not, you know, that well, and, and then there's some know, data to give a publisher. So, yes. And I know a lot of people who have self-published a book mm-hmm. that then ends up being picked up by a publishing yeah. house. And it's, yeah. that's a part of, can be a part of showing yeah. your work saying, yeah. this is the kind of product I can yeah. produce. This is my vision. Yeah. And that can be more compelling for someone to look at than just a, you know, a, yeah. a proposal. Yeah. They can see a physical book that yeah. then they can, you know, imagine sitting on the mm-hmm. shelves. So I think yeah. there can be a lot of advantages to going the ebook ebook route or yeah. self-publishing. Yeah. Um, and certainly going with a publishing house, yeah, you, you have much more, you know, you have a whole PR and marketing group yeah. behind the book. You have a, a company who has invested in it and has a stake in the book's success. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing all the things to get it on Amazon with an A-plus page and Amazon advertising, and they're working with all the yeah. booksellers to get it into the stores. And so there's, there is definitely a tremendous advantage to working with a publishing yeah. house. And I think the trade-off would then be, and we'll talk about like some of the realities, but yeah. you know, is that it, unless you are, you know, someone who yeah. you're Stephen King, right. then you can just write whatever you want to write yeah, and they're right. just going to publish it. They're not going <laughs> to they're, that's they're right. not going to get too much into your business. But if you are a, a first time mm-hmm. writer, then you are going to have, I think, quite a lot of feedback. You're going to yes. have a lot of, um, a lot of cooks a lot in of the editing. kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of editing. And I had basically, my first book, I basically wrote it twice. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember that. Holy yes. moly. Which uh, if there's anything harder than writing a book that you <laughs> you know, like it's your first time then writing it twice. Twice. And it it was for the good of the book. It ended up being a better book for that, but it was, it made it for just such a tough process. It was so hard. Whereas this book, I had like 20 edits come back and I'm like, are you sure? Is that it? it? it Yeah. (laughs) Is it really okay? Do we need to look at it again? So, I mean, but again, that's just more experience, a clearer vision. I had already, you know, written a lot of it. I already knew, I knew where I was going. So, um, one thing I would say to be aware of though is, well, actually before I say that, 
There is one more thought about another way to publish, and that's yeah. through crowdfunding. Yeah. Um, and that's become a popular thing as mm. well. What's that site called that you raise capital for your project? Kickstarter? Yes. Yeah. You can do it. You can do a thank you. You can do a book through Kickstarter. I wish y'all could have seen my me, face. Shauna had to tell me what Uber was a few years ago because I'd never heard of it. I live in yeah. I lived in a two stoplight town and had never heard of she Uber. She was like, so. "Wait, what?" And I'm, you know, from I was from a small town in Alabama at the time. It's not like I was in a big metropolitan area, but man, that, yeah, that was funny. I forgot about I that. I had never heard of it. I'm uh -uh. like, if Uber is hitchhiking, I'm what? not doing that. Yeah. She's she was like, like no, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I'm comfortable. No, Marion. She's like, look it up. And what was it's funny fun. is that very day I'm walking through the grocery store and on the cover of fortune magazine right. is Uber. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. I see this it. It's a real company. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so Kickstarter is another way. I have seen people publish books yeah. through Kickstarter, and that's a way yeah. you can get the funds you need to self-publish. And that's yeah. also a way that you know, like, okay, we're going to sell, you know, 500 books right off yeah. the bat. So that's, a, that's another way to, to go into the self-publishing. But the thing I would say to be aware of is writing yeah. competitions to be published. Yeah. Those tend to be scammy. And yeah. unfortunately, yeah. I know people who have you know, amazing writers, I know a wonderful poet, and she submitted her poems um, for a writing competition to be published, and they were published, and mm -hmm. it just, the book was not what she wanted it to be. Then she couldn't publish these poems any in another book yeah. that was going to be what she oh, wanted yeah, it to be. And yeah, it was, it ended up being a, a, just not a, just a very disappointing experience. Yeah. So that's, I would just say, Mm -hmm. any kind of writing competition to be published, I would really research it and make sure yeah. it's a legitimate thing and that you understand what you're getting into. Totally. Yeah. And two, I mean, I think, um, you know, we put this in our notes, you've got a moving into sort of the whole, like writing it twice, you know, you've got to love whatever you're writing or it is going to be, I mean, I just want to paint a picture for you, okay? <laughs> so when I was writing the book, and it was published in 2014, I, yeah, 14. Sometimes this is I, the, the $50 home the makeover. The $50 home makeover, yeah. Okay. okay, so the idea behind this book was that I was not ever like this huge, let me DIY my entire home. I had a good house. It was newer good bones, some character. So my projects on the blog were never really these massive makeovers, you know, where my ex-husband um, and I would redo the whole house ourselves, you know. Now, we definitely contributed a ton to a big attic project, but the point is, is a lot of the stuff is, it was manageable things, adding trim and beadboard and, you know, adding character and adding... Um, and doing small things, you know, that made a big difference. So the whole idea behind the book is like, let's make all these um, projects that are roughly $50 and under to complete one project at a time, you know. Um, I'm just letting you know I see the FedEx guy, so that means there's going to oh, be some good. dog You're action. You're going to hear Ollie. Yep. yep. Um, so anyway... <laughs> you know, so it was 75 projects. Well, you know, when I said yes, because like you, I was just like, you want me to write a book? What do you need? Yeah. I'll get you a <laughs> book by you, Tuesday. <laughs> what do you need from me? So I had three and a half months, um, which first off was just the dumbest. <laughs> I mean, I would laugh someone out of the room right now if they approached yeah. me and said, we want, projects, yeah, yeah, we want your book of 75 projects done in, um, in three and a half months, four months, yeah. like after galleys and editing. Um, so anyway, he'll stop eventually. Mail. You've got mail. Got mail. Um, Hope you it's know, something fun. Yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe. I've gotten a couple fun packages this week that I need to share. I did. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> just excuse us a minute while we chat about Okay. Right. I got it. I need to paint my coffee table now that I've got the right paint color. Um, but anyway, so this turns into, so not only do I then have to brainstorm, all right, what are 75 actually like valuable projects that I can do around the home but I've got to shoot every project. I've got to do every project. You know, I've got, so it wasn't like I got a lot of, let me just shoot my living room. It was, let me shoot my living room in the process of this project, which meant double the photos and whatever. And then I've got to write the dang thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember those, I think the children ate approximately, I don't know, 9,700 cheeseburgers from McDonald's. And we, I would just lock myself in my bedroom, write all, I, I barely bathed. I mean, I was just like, <laughs> I mean, it was. So the point is, is thank goodness I was excited about writing it and getting it done, or it would have ruined it. You know what I mean? It would have just ruined because it was so arduous. And even if, like in, in your case, this last book, I know you had a healthier time frame and, um, and you weren't having to do project after project. There are projects in the book, but it was also a celebration of design and style. And yeah, yeah. There's so there only was, a few projects. Yeah. You still, you know, it is a big job. It takes a lot of intention and thought and quiet and effort and time demand, you know. Um, so if you don't love what you're writing about, it's, I mean, it can make it kind of like that documentary that we like losing sight of shore. Like by the time yeah. one of them was done, she was done with rowing. Like that was it. Yeah. It just ruined it for her. So yeah, you got to love what it is that you're, that you're about to, to embark on this like beast of a journey with, you know, before you begin. Yeah. There's a funny graphic about writing a book that shows this you know sort of upward swing to a bubble that's like yeah. you know this is the best idea ever I yeah. can write this you know 40,000 words about it and then you kind of take this huge nosedive to yeah. like this is the worst idea ever right. I'm never gonna finish this book um you know kind of the dark night of the writer's that's soul right. and then you sort of get back up to a place where you're like okay I I got I it think, done I it's okay it's I don't done. hate it <laughs> If not, just throw it that, in the that, trash. That's fine. <laughs> right. That is true for a lot of projects, yeah. I think. Um, I remember with this book just feeling like, this is just so weird because it just seems so easy and good the yeah. whole time when that's, that's not normal. It's yeah. normally there is that that dip of like, oh, oh my gosh, am I going to get this finished? But um, when you publish Man. with, uh, so the benefit to a publishing house is is definitely all the weight of the publishing house yeah. behind you. Sure. But it does mean that when you work with an editor and a publisher that you do lose some creative control. Like I know the title yeah. is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. So you might have one idea for your title and yeah. then the other, you know, we, yeah. which actually the title for my book was originally Bespoke Home because yeah bespoke refers to a tailored suit and I yeah. loved it said exactly what I wanted it to say I yeah. want this to feel like something that was made just for, for you, you even though it's not a custom house it's yeah. taking whatever house you live in and yeah. customizing it to fit you perfectly and um but it's not a word that is used every day and yeah. it's a word that some people don't know what it means or yeah how to probably say didn't it. test well yep yeah, it's primarily a British word, yeah. and so uh, so we just went back. That was the question yeah. from everybody is, can we change the name? And I remember being like, well, Ugh. we can, oh. <laughs> but, <Sure. laughs> um, and you know, I we ended up yeah. going with Feels Like Home, and I'm, and it's, that's even better. It really yeah. is. It's a yeah, wonderful it's a name of a, of a book. Yeah, it's a great title. It says, still says right. what I want it to say. Um, but you know, so just things like that and you have, you have to, again, unless you're, unless you're Brene Brown or That's so, right. you, you have to be able to work with that and not that be feedback. like, you've yep. now just offended my little baby and I, right. I can't work with you anymore. So there's just, too much industry knowledge that can be provided to you. You gotta be, yes. you gotta be willing to, to take it, you know, that, yep. that's not your but you job, also, you know? 
you have to be willing to fight for the things that that you really believe in. So mm-hmm. like I was willing to change the title and it ended up I think it ended up at a better place, but yeah. Um, with the size of the book, it was really important to me that it yeah. was a size that was substantial enough for it to be a coffee table book and for mm-hmm. the photos to really be able to show off. And yeah. so we ended up with an eight by 10 book and I was just thrilled, yeah. thrilled with that. Um, and that was, you know, one area where I yeah. really, I really fought on the book size. So you have to kind of, it's definitely a, like any relationship, it's a give and take. So you, if yeah. you're like, this is my sacred vision and mm-hmm. no one can touch it, then you probably want to go the self-publishing route because yeah. even if it's a great book, it's you're going yeah. to need to take input from experts yeah. and you're going to have to know what, you yeah. know, what hill you want to die on and what, what which right. hills <laughs> you need to just let them do Take what a they roll. Do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Hmm, and well, also hopefully. on the topic of, well, on the one more thing on the topic of loving the topic that you write yeah. about, you're going to be talking about it for a long time. Marketing the book is like, a, it's a marathon. It yes. is, I Big have spent job. more time marketing the book and getting ready for the book launch yeah. and all of that than I did on the on book the itself. Book. <laughs> so you yep. have to be excited about the topic enough for it to carry you. Yeah like not just to the finish line, right. but like well beyond it. Cause you're going to be promoting that book for at least a year after yeah. the launch date. And yeah. then probably hopefully beyond that, hopefully yeah. the, the book does well and continues mm-hmm. to be printed and, Earn and you can, and, yeah. Yep. And it becomes a series and you did, then right. you're talking about it for like two decades, you right. know, that's the Ooh. hope. So you just have to make sure you really love yeah. what you're writing about. But I, I think that writing a book, I know is a goal for people, not always because it's like, I feel like I'm a writer. I want to be a published yeah. author. But I think for people who are teachers, for yeah. people who just feel passionate about a subject and have something they yep. want to share, whether yep. it's their, their craft, whether it's some yep. words of encouragement, um, like Julia Cameron is a good example mm-hmm. that she wrote the artist way that's now been in, in it's been published for almost 30 years, yeah. I think. Yeah. And she said, when I first wrote the book, I thought it was really just kind of a thing to teach for, the class. For, yeah. For me and my friends yeah. and the, the small group of people. Mm-hmm. And it ended up just having these, yeah. uh, you know, universal topics that people really were clinging to. So she had to really love that because she's still still talking about the artist. She just published a new accompaniment to it, you know, last year, finally, you know, because it's like this thing's still going. It is the energizer bunny (laughs) of talking about, you know, art. So yeah, it's, you do, you have to go into it. But I think, you know, we would encourage you to do that no matter if we're talking about writing a book or we're talking about your next step, um, with a creative business or turning your hobby into a business. You know, you, we've said it before, you know, you can't guarantee all of your outcomes, you know, you just can't, you better be loving what you do, you know, in the meantime. And it really does, especially if you're solo and you're by yourself, it really does. It's the reason you get up and come to your desk, you know, in the morning, nobody's breathing over your shoulder to tell you to get up and work, you know? Um, so that's what does it. It's, it's that love and passion behind it. So it's the same with publishing, you know, and marketing a book. So hopefully that's encouraging to those of you that are interested in publishing or at least beginning that journey. Um, I'm still in there with it with you, you know, and so is Marion. And, um, I think it's a, it's definitely a worthy, it's a worthy goal. It's a worthy thing to say, I want my words in the world in some way. Um, they're super powerful. They are, you know, I believe that they're magic. So anyway, I think it's a, and we would, yeah, we would encourage you to do that. If that's what's in your heart and that's a goal on your list. Um, as we shared, there are so many ways to do it now. You don't have to wait for that you know, the, the literary agent and the publishing company, although yeah. those are great and maybe they'll come, but, but put your work out there anyway mm-hmm. and just see where it, see where see it leads where it takes you. you. That's yeah. right. So the creative contraption for today is, um, some new pens and pencils I've been using. It's so it's, 
As Americans, we want to say Coeco, but it's K-A-W-E-C-O, but it's a German company, so it's pronounced Coeco. Oh, yes. did you get one? I, I have you one. Did. I had one before. Oh, you already had one. Yeah, just yeah, the ballpoint, the, the sport. Yeah. My yeah, I have a bunch of them in her shop. Yep. Now. <laughs> so they have ballpoint pens. They uh-huh. have lead clutches, which I love their lead clutches. Oh, uh, yeah, Those that's are, what I need. They have a mechanical pencil that's like, it's it's now pushed our mechanical pencil that we've been talking about for a long time to being not as I know it's just I'm gonna really they write do it (laughs) they write the same I love the way it looks they write the same but this one looks and feels just so beautiful because it's this shiny brass Brass, and it's just like nice and heavy but it's got this very fine um yeah you know 0.05 lead and favorite they have an eraser clutch um that also goes with the pencil clutch and all it's all in the sport um Anyway, I just, I have tried now several of their fountain pens, several of their ballpoint pens, and their pencils How do you feel about the fountain clutches. pens? Do you feel good about them? Oh, I love them. Okay. Yes, they're very, so they are a great fountain pen for like a beginner, someone yeah. who just wants to, because now I have now had the opportunity, and I'll share about them later, the opportunity to use some like amazing fountain pens mm-hmm. with the you know, like sterling silver and the 14 karat gold nib. And those are just delicious. And, (laughs) but they are, they're also an investment. They're pricey. And so if you're just getting into fountain pens, some of the Kavika ones are really great to get into. Um, uh, Noodler's Inc. has some really good fountain pens to start Mm -hmm. off with. Lammy has some good ones. So I would start off with a pen that's like, you know, somewhere around the $20 range. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the Kavika ones are around that 20 to $40 range. So that's a good I place think to that's start. What I'll do. <laughs> yeah. And just see if you like the Because fine... I have some fountain pens, but the ink on them, and they're beautiful. That's what's so sad. Like, I'll show it to you later. Nobody else can see. Anyway, they're beautiful. They're made here in Auburn, but the ink just, oh, it runs out so quickly, and I'm just, it drives me nuts, but I do love them. I love the way they write, and they're gorgeous. It looks like burled wood on the outside, and yeah, they're beautiful, so. I'm getting really, oh, this is, I have this, so it's a celluloid pen Uh by Platinum Pen that looks like a vintage fountain pen with a gold nib. Oh my gosh, it's my new favorite, but I'll, I'll talk about it at another point (laughs) in time, but I have gotten very into fountain pens and I am getting courageous enough to start taking them apart and cleaning them and trying to fix, fix. I have a couple of vintage ones that needed some repair and I fixed one and I'm like, well now I'm I'm there. super proud of myself that's right (laughs) I was able to clean and repair a fountain pen but um I think it all comes back to and we've talked about this a lot just uh, loving the tools that you use and having beautiful tools and if you're a writer yeah what a great gift to give yourself like and but I would suggest getting into like again start with like a 20 or 40 dollar fountain pen to learn what you like yeah and then that's going to help you then when you do want to move to a a fountain pen that's more expensive and that Mm -hmm. has the 14 karat gold nib and i'll know what you want and what you're looking for in a pen and um man just what yeah what a wonderful gift to give yourself so Mm. also before we say goodbye let me just say since we talked about publishing if you are a writer you need to re- if you have not you need to read Stephen King's on writing you need to read it yes um it is wonderful and irreverent and witty and practical <laughs> but it's so good and interestingly enough i bought it for myself when i was young i was probably 16 or 17 when i was you know just dreaming of publishing a book and then um interestingly enough i think it was for my first birthday with andrew he bought it for me, which I loved. It was just, which he was crushed that I'd already owned it. And I was sort of like moved that he bought me this book that I adored already. And I reread it. So, um, and now I have both copies. So anyway, it's wonderful. And it's just very encouraging to, um, to listen to somebody who's obviously, quote, made it, talk about all the different processes that he went through and all the no's and all the 
um, tiny little newspaper articles submitted and just all the stuff, you know, and his practices. And basically at the end of the day, it's the same thing. Write. You're a writer. If you, if you write, you're a writer. And so get up and write. The end, you know, but it's great. So read that if this is, if this podcast resonated with you. It is good. Yeah. I've listened yeah. to the audio, the audio book and mm-hmm. she's right. irreverent. Yeah. It's very Stephen King definitely, right. but it's, but it is super encouraging. Um, I mean, those stories definitely encourage us yeah. when we hear that, you know, how many people turned down Harry yeah. Potter before right. JK Rowling got it published and now they're like, Oh my gosh, right. what were we biggest thinking? mistake of our lives. Yeah. But Stephen King also got a lot of yeah. nose and of course he's, you know, man, <laughs> He's cranked out a lot of stories. And not only, um, you know, he's known sort of for the horror genre, but also has written so many, like Shawshank Redemption and Stand By Me and some of these stories that don't have The Green Mile, right? Yeah, he wrote The Green Mile. Yeah, Love that. Those are two of my favorite movies of all time and books. Yeah. So versatile Mm -hmm. and... um, man, because he's just a writer. That's yeah, what he that's does. Right. That's right. No matter what it is. So anyway, yeah. yeah, I hope this is encouraging for you guys. This was a fun topic for yes, us to was. discuss. I think we had a, we had a lot to talk about in it. <laughs> yeah, so. we just kept going. <laughs> yeah, we're just kind of pushing an hour probably. Here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're still with us, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or a car trip. Thank you. And uh, I don't know what our next topic is. Actually, we are going to yeah. take a week break because Shauna is doing a yeah. creative retreat with yeah. the Creative Exponent Mentoring Group. That's and right. then we'll be back. And we're actually going to be interviewing a guest today for a show that's going to air in November. And yeah. we have another guest coming up. So that'll be a lot of fun. We have yes. some good interviews. And of course, we'll be talking more about upholding, dis- discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity yeah. in our future episodes. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent Podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.